ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, You Break I Fix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break I Fix. Chapter 1 Nightshade The Gloom Nightshade had said goodbye to her parents the day stigma came. A war between Korthan and Arbin, Vardesh was called in to end the game. Stigma had asked her mother to create a solution to the problem. She had made a genetic destabilizer that would kill enough yet. Stigma had asked her to modify once more licking his lips, which were wet. Stigma went on to say Amira Badir, I have none else you must help you know what's at stake. As the recording and Nightshade sat in the dark trying to fix her mother's mistake. After their use had run out. Stigma tested the bio-weapon locked them away he mockingly pout. Nightsa turned off the camera. Her black abaya bore and hijab on top also black it covered her face. She was the mysterious stranger in this era. She placed two knives in her tool belt. As she left the darkened Vardeshi loft to make a stigma pelt. Her family were not engineers, their profession was to over ten generations of scientists and doctors. As she opened the door, her vision float away. The man with socketless eyes under robe lead astray. His burnt face had marked the end, she thought. As dark flooded her, eyes a final lesson stigma wrought. Player to always late. Player to so full of hate. Even in darkness, I could still attack. Remembering the teaching mindual, I would restore my family honor. I thought of my mother's face and what stigma's betrayal had cost her. Her soul would not be welcomed until I had set this right. I who was born with, powers cast a dagger through the lack of sight. Even as the figure seemed to phase shift through. He placed a hand on my head next thing, I wake up anew. I am standing still, my lightly brown skin dripping with sweat. I oversee my pupil cauterist and acolyte, I respect even in summer heat. The spiraled buildings loomed monolithic. I had in darkened sight been hunting the conclave, what we did executions, that were horrific. Just to left on the list, before stigma himself, though haunted by the others, I could not feel pity. It's five years before the present, and my Hasashin band the gloom had made for Baklam city. I was detached from killing the order had taught me since birth. 
I took no joy from it no mirth. But Shifter's words would indeed reach me. We had not travelled to kill but to unveil you see. Six days ago, the machine city was of labyrinthine construction. A squid-like dome sat below as tentacles wave up they were of living metal, and none knew the function. Of space-age technology, it had corrupted the local populace when it landed creating sand demons known as Nori who would cannibalize. Their mole-like bodies gleaming red eyes. But evidently this odd corrupting effect had died down. And people settled atop the tendrils creating a tongue. The shanties that littered Arabin's soil were likewise home to many. Yet Nori attacks were common so each town had a deputy. Local sheriffs had formed many a line using multiple barreled rifles, shooting demons of kind. You see during the war, in which Arbin technically won. Corthan had poisoned its own people little known fact. That the general populace here, also began to chemically react. Billions of both sides had died. No place for morality of war to coincide. The Norsak bridge had two generals shaking hands as an archway-like statue. It connected to Hask but likewise to Urbine too. The silver sky beat down upon me as I motioned the gloom towards the city. The local sheriff was a friend, he whom held for me some information, I felt it was pretty. The man in the duster sat his bearded face, unable to concentrate for longer than a few seconds, he shifted frantically. Look look I don't want to give this up for free, bring another war down on us our tech went back a century. Sure we won but look at the cost we live in shanties and ruins the damn machine our nicest place. He took a long breath look I know what it means to you. He took the drink I had bought him for true. As he took another long breath my red sash hung limply. As he caved in and said simply. Go on just take it go on go to Mavier. So off I we went out of here. I said before I left Darren mopping at the bar. Keep praying to Manchul know that I won't go far. He said look sister prayers are well and good. But his Zwark man religion's not well practiced in my neighborhood. I gave him a small statuette of an empire depiction of the one god this was from Lablet. I had closed the door, as I leaving now. To crush a conclave for twisted revenge, my family honor would not allow. I didn't realize, at the time the dark thoughts of mine had placed me over my own code's moral line. Chapter 11 Homecoming The Mavia Reunion I hadn't returned to Cotton since Dad went to prison. That was ten years ago I had told Nightshade I was plagued with indecision. She wasn't really my mother, she had never claimed to be. But she was the one for those ten years who had looked after me. She had taught me to be strong raised me to believe in honor and all. So it was a shock that upon entering the Mavier Mall, I saw my father Declan I was frozen unable to move it was love I recalled not hate. As Nightshade had seen the diplomats of which there were eight. She and Tuvial had made their way up the escalator the shops to the sides were clothing mostly you see. It was unlike Viridesh where most people had let each other be. There were masses of people ignoring one another. I had missed Viridesh but also my mother. 
I had shot a wine from my wrist, zipping up the escalator with a hiss. You killed my family for that. You will die one whiz. I named the others on the list. Stigma's voice was in my head, taunting and jeering, talking. He hissed. The conclave player too will not fail. Look at the puppets dance. Look at how wildly they flail. Player two, even you have been infected. Missing days, can you say you are respected? Your own country hates you, Hashishin. Varadesh will sure take a bashin. Your mother Amira died gasping. Sure kill my pawns, but then won't I be the one laughing? Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. My dad used to say that. Sure, yeah, it's from Geico. Yeah, whenever I would ask my dad for life advice, he'd sit me down and say, "Son, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." And look at me now—a well-adjusted adult with a drawer full of plastic bags I'll never use. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. Was your dad a licensed Geico agent? Nah, he was just a real good dad. Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. This is the sound of a blizzard treat at DQ, but it also sounds like a weekend bike ride, a post-game celebration, and a sunset on the dock. Wow, doesn't a blizzard treat sound good? Stop by DQ and grab one today to find out for yourself with just one bite, with flavors like Oreo, cookie dough, and more. DQ, happy tastes good.